When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. First up, news out of the Gold Coast Titans. David Fafita is done. Talk about playing at the right time, at the right speed, with the right intention when your contract is up and uh, ready to be negotiated. Off the back of an outstanding performance on the weekend, he's now signed a two-year, $1.6 million extension. So it keeps him at the Titans until the end of 2025. The Raiders had reportedly offered $900,000 a year, so hundred grand more per year, but he's decided to stay where he is. And it's an important signing too in the scheme of things. And back to our chat with Billy Moore that's coming up, the scheme of things of what's going on up there in Queensland. So the Gold Coast Titans trying to stave off the Broncos who entered the bidding here because the Dolphins got under the Broncos' skin and got Tom Flegler and Herbie Farnworth for next year. It meant the Broncos have more room in their salary cap to throw more money at a player like David Fafita. I'm going to pose a question a little bit later on to you, and I want you to buy into this one around the timing to be a rugby league player right now. Do you reckon it's the best time to be a rugby league player who's coming off contract early on in your career if you're David Fafita, just in rugby league terms alone, Look at the options he's got, or he had. An option to stay at the Gold Coast Titans for $1.6 million for two years. An option to go to the Canberra Raiders for more money and quite possibly more money on the table from the Broncos as well. And let's not forget that Rugby Union, on another front, is also hovering around. Keep that one in your mind, 0457 736 736. And I'm going to challenge you this morning to put on your manager's hat and give players advice right now. It appears as though the advice is not forthcoming at the moment for Mitchell Moses and for the Parramatta Eels. And this uh, kind of blew up yesterday. You could just see Mitchell's body language changing as he was pressed by the press on where it's all at and what's dragging it on. And in the end, he was just over it. Um, The 28-year-old, he hit back yesterday, as I said, in the media interviews He said that he did want to get it done by round one, but he's leaving all this up to his management. Now, it appears as though it's either five years or four years. And if you are his manager, you're looking for five years. However, it appears as though four years is on the table. Forget about the money. The money appears to be done and dusted, but it's another year of money. So let's have a listen to a couple of these exchanges. First up, Mitchell Moses leaving it to the management. These things take time and, yeah, I've just left it with my management and they've let me fully focus on football. But these things take time, but, you know, hopefully it's done soon. I don't know if it's being greedy. It's People don't know about the numbers that are involved in the thing. People are just guessing. Journalists are guessing. Reporters are guessing what the numbers are. They don't, they've got no idea. No, we don't. You're spot on, Mitchell. We, we absolutely don't. And I get the fact that you're leaving it up to the management. That's why you have a manager. But you also direct your manager. Your manager doesn't pick up the phone and say, you're going here, unless you've got a different relationship. And in this case, he has a relationship with his manager. It's his uncle. So we don't know the numbers. We don't know the discussions. But it is playing out 
in public. Now, remember that on February 7, Mitchell Moses told NCA, NCA Newswire, I would like it done before the start of the year. That led to the headlines, Moses wants it wrapped up before the NRL season starts. So he was pressed on that yesterday. I didn't put a deadline on it. I would have liked it to happen then, but I didn't put a... It wasn't like I was going to say, you know, it has to be done. I, was, I would have loved it to be done by then, but um, like I said, these things take time. And What's what, dragging on? You said you'd like to get it done by right now. Yeah, but I've still got another year on my contract, so that's, that's people talking. Okay, but you don't think that's unfair? Unfair on what way? On, on them, you're saying they're doing a good job, are yeah, yeah that's their job to do, and these things take time. Not annoyed, though, those, just those questions there are a bit annoying. So there you go. Uh, not annoying, but those questions there were annoying. And seriously, when you take a look at it, you can see him starting to, to arc up uh, a fair bit about it. So would like to get it done. I didn't say that it has to be done by round one. Like I said, you want to direct your management to make a decision. Your manager's there to take all the heat off you, let play footy. We'll go and sort it all out, do the knuckling with the clubs and try and sort out money and conditions and all that kind of stuff. That's why you have a manager. That's why a manager gets a percentage of the cut of what you're making. They're there to do a job. But can you have it both ways here? Because Mitchell Moses has to direct his management to make this decision, and he's going to have to let Parramatta know when the decision is made. You know what the kicker is in all of this? What he said in the middle. I've still got another year on my contract. Still got another year on my contract. And here we are at the start of March talking about a deal that's going to kick in after the year finishes. So that falls back on the game. And we've had this discussion before. Game, NRL, get it right. We don't have these discussions. We don't have this drag on. You don't have a player in this situation and a club in this situation. They've got to sort themselves out, Parramatta, for the next four to five years. What if this money all of a sudden becomes available that they didn't think was going to be available? Or what if it all gets absorbed up and then they've got to make their salary cap decisions down the track? There appears to be a bit of both ways here. Mitchell Moses doesn't like getting pushed about it, but he did say that he'd like it done before the start of the year. He says, my management, I leave it all up to them, but he's the player who directs the manager. He says, I've got to still got another year on my contract because the game allows you to be in this silly position where the club can just be left hanging, essentially, whilst there's another year on my contract and we sort out what's happening down the track. Parramatta fans, are you over it like Mitchell Moses is? I understand why he bristled yesterday, but you can't have it both ways. Sooner or later, a decision's going to have to be made and the decision will have to come from Mitchell Moses or the Parramatta Eels. Is it dragging on too much, para fans? Is it a distraction for you? And is the real key here the fact that he's talking, we're talking all about this, and he's still got another year on his contract? In team news, we won't have Kieran Foran at the Titans when uh, Teamless Tuesday comes out this afternoon. A knee injury there against the West Tigers on Sunday. So he's set to be sidelined for the match against the Dragons this Sunday. That's a big blow for the Gold Coast Titans. Now, Wade Graham has decided to seek a downgrade for his hit on Davey Mowali. So Wade will front the judiciary tonight. The Sharks are going to seek a downgrade. He'll plead not guilty to the grade one reckless charge that's in front of him. If he fails that, he gets four weeks on the sidelines. This is the interesting part. He can plead guilty to the careless charge and his team can nominate the grading to go with it. 
So this is where the gamble comes in. You've got to know when to hold them and know when to fold them. If they say we're going to plead guilty to a grade one careless charge and the judiciary panel says, okay, we'll, we'll cop that, he walks away with a fine of $1,000. If he fails initially pleading not guilty to the grade one reckless charge, he walks, well, he doesn't walk away. He faces four weeks on the sidelines, a whole month of footy gone. That's the gamble. Jordan Rappiner and Canberra didn't take the gamble. They've accepted a grade one shoulder charge on Scott Drinkwater in that clash against the Cowboys. So Rappiner's third similar offence. He'll be due back in round five, which is when the Raiders have the Panthers. Now, the head injury assessment issue and the independent doctor. We covered this yesterday. We spoke to Dr. Nathan Gibbs about this yesterday. And we got Matty Johns' thoughts on this as well. And he was quite forthright in his opinion. The Daily Telly report this morning says the RLPA is in discussions about the possibility of mandatory stand-downs now after a player suffers a concussion. So here's how it works. NRL players automatically get 11 days you have to sit out. But you can return earlier if you're cleared by, the, by an independent doctor. So 11 days, but if you're cleared by the independent doctor, you can come back. In AFL, a player diagnosed with a concussion has to miss at least one match. That's it. You have to miss that at least one match. No clearance, doesn't matter. World Rugby has now extended its rest period from 7 to 12 days. Doesn't matter. It's mandatory. So one match for AFL at least, uh, 12 days in rugby union that you have to miss. NRL players at the moment, 11 days, but you can return earlier if the independent doctor says so. On the independent doctor issue, after the players had their say and coaches had their say across the weekend, well, yesterday Bulldogs uh, star Jacob Carraz had this to say, and he was one of those involved in being taken off the field. Here's Jacob Carraz. Yeah, well, I think obviously the last couple of years have been lots of um, head knocks and stuff like that. And obviously after careers, lots of players um, suffering from that. So I understand um, the intentions, but I felt fine. Cause I think after the run, I made an offload. I remember making an offload, so I, I did feel really fine. But um, whatever they did see, I think it was only in their good intentions, obviously look after me. But yeah, obviously as a player, like in the moment, I was frustrated. I wanted to get back on, but after it, I realised, like, you know, they're just trying to look after us. And um, yeah, I understand it was a crucial moment, but yeah, there's nothing I can do. As Matty Johns pointed out yesterday, there's not a player in the world who wants to go off um, the field. And we saw that across the weekend, and you'll continue to see that. And that's exactly what they're wired to do. But it's refreshing to hear Jacob Carraz say, look, I, you know, it wasn't the ideal situation, but I understand the good intentions here. The NRL's head of football, Graham Annesley, did his first address of the 2023 season. Covered a whole range of issues, Graham. And the one about the independent doctors and their position in the game and those that are around them, and we could explain that a little bit later on, um, well, they're here to stay. Here's Graham Annesley. I'm comfortable with the way everything was handled over the course of the weekend. It's a judgment call that's made by the doctor. I'm not going to second guess the judgment of a doctor when it comes to the health and safety of a player. Um, we've seen too many players retire because of prematurely because of head injuries, and that's why we do. This. No, no, no one does this to be a narc, to to you know take the team's best players off the field. We're just trying to ensure that players 
are safe. It used to be left with the clubs. I wouldn't say the coaches, but it used to be left to the clubs. And the clubs were screaming for us to introduce independent doctors. The primary reason that they were calling for us to introduce independent doctors is the clubs don't trust each other because there's all sorts of claims made about, oh, they were rorting the system or they took that player off and it was a rort, you know, he didn't need to come off with a head injury. So Graham Annesley there, he pointed out you'll get over a muscle injury, you'll get over a broken bone, but when you're talking about the impact of the head and the long-term repercussions that that could have well after a player has finished his career, then we have to take a safety-first approach. And as he pointed out there, the clubs were screaming to introduce the independent doctors, but that was an issue of trust. This is now about an issue of player safety and player welfare, and it's damn hard to argue against it. In fact, you'd be crazy to argue against it for a number of reasons that we pointed out yesterday. The, the biggest one being the welfare of the players. The other big dark cloud is the legal situation. The NRL has to protect itself here, not only now, but into the future. There's no two bones about it. So they're not going to budge, no matter what. And Graham Annesley was pretty forthright on that. Let me just take you back a little bit and have a listen to Ricky Stewart um, after the weekend, he wasn't the only one. Adam O'Brien had a bit to say as well, but here's what Ricky said about the issue of taking players off because of the independent doctor's call. Do you think I'd let a player play if he had a uh, concussion or he's concussed? Um, and I don't just trust the player's comments when he comes to the sideline in regards to that. But when he's down, getting his leg leg attended to, and I ask him, and his eyes, isn't, there was no fatigue and there was no pain in his eyes in regards to when he came off, he was very coherent. The RLPA, they don't trust coaches. All they do is want to come and talk to me about how much more time off the players are going to get and how much more money. So that was directed at the RLPA and it was it was pretty forthright. And let's not forget too that that comes off the back of an opening round loss for Ricky Stewart and the Canberra Raiders. Um, they go down by a point to the Cowboys and he's not in a good mood and that's what he had to say about that. My question, and Adam O'Brien also said, we're now jumping at shadows to get Kalen Ponger out of the game, which is pretty strong stuff too, coming off the back of a loss against the Warriors. He said, we've worked really hard. Ponger has to get himself back in the game, and now we're jumping at shadows to get him out of the game. I don't get it. Um, I, I want to pose this question to you because it is a tricky situation, but the coaches in this scenario, if they're going to continue down this line this year, they're going to run into a brick wall if they already haven't. And I want to know, what does the NRL do about this? Because if coaches aren't allowed to criticise referees after a game and they face heavy penalties after a game, and I'm not a big fan of that, never have been, I think you should be able to let the uh, coaches have their say, let them get their steam out. It's all part of the theatre of the game. When they question the integrity of a referee, then you need to pick up the phone. And quite possibly you need to start taking action. I just wonder now if coaches aren't allowed to take that direction with referees, should they be allowed to question an independent doctor's decision? A doctor who has resources at his or her disposal to try and protect the player's safety and the welfare of the player in this situation and therefore a broader issue across, across uh, legally the game. It's an interesting one. Do you think that the NRL is going to have to... Well, Matty John said to me yesterday, OK, here's what you do. If you're Andrew Abdo or you're Graham Annesley, you pick up the phone to Ricky and to Adam O'Brien. 
But if this continues and you're questioning a decision made by an independent doctor, where does that lead you? If you can't question a referee and criticise them for decisions made in the game. 0457 736 736 is the text line. It'll be the best caller of the day. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. All this after round one, folks. We've got a long way to go.